How cute. <laughs> I know, it's like the cutest ad ever. But... How cute. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's it. I like this artist. CGI stuffed animals, and then boom, you win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, hello, leaflings, salad friends, vegetarians, and all sorts of <laughs> lettuce lovers out there. Hope you're having a wonderful day. This is Salad, the advertising podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Cole, uh, and I'm joined today by uh, lovely Zach Pothoff here. Luck, lucky enough to be here in the studio with him. Um, in our, in our, in our oh, own home studios. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Our, our lovely uh, multi-million dollar home studio <laughs> that we always record from. Um, Trent will not be joining us this week, uh, so you're just going to get, you're just going to have to deal with us and our hot takes, so hope you're ready deal for it. <laughs> wow that was so in sync yeah there you go how was your how's your week been zach things been good pretty good um i turned 25 this week which and, is crazy i'm at a quarter of a century now um i made it here i know amazing exactly and um halloween was a dud but i stayed safe <laughs> so that's all that really matters <laughs> for for our salad audience here we are recording this on the morning after halloween and uh, I gotta agree with you, Zach. I I got I think this is probably one of the mildest Halloweens that we've yet seen, <laughs> though Agreed. also one of the wildest nights uh, since the pandemic began, probably as well. <laughs> Agreed. So uh, definitely fun to see people out in their costumes. Hopefully, in with their costumes, um, hanging out maybe with one or two folks, but. Again, uh, I know that uh, Zach and I, we, we kept it inside this, this uh, time around as well, but uh, hopefully y'all had a good weekend. And uh, the real spooky night um, is a couple days from now, um, when we'll be releasing this pod, hopefully all is well. Um, but, you know, there is that upcoming election, get out and vote. The um, real spooky night. Yeah, exactly. I like that. Could be the real <laughs> spookiest week of, it, of them all. But um, anyway, uh, we have got some lovely ads to talk about. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, we had discussed um, dog face, um, 280 dog face, 420. Was that his? <laughs> I forget. I forget yeah, his. Yes. 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 Anyway. <laughs> yes. Anyway. The Ocean, Spray, episode. <laughs> the Ocean Spray TikTok viral sensation. So uh, about a month ago, obviously, we saw that um, blow up with um, you know, Fleetwood Mac's hit um, changes as, uh, being sung uh, while drinking Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray was able to capitalize upon that moment, get the guy a truck. Uh, we all love to see it. Um, but now we have a new TikTok viral sensation, and this time... It's from uh, everybody's favorite brand of shitposts, Arby's. <laughs> and so uh, this, uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, or I guess earlier this week, um, we had a TikTok user called H1T1, um, and he posted a video explaining where someone had just sold him a flat screen TV for $25. He hooks it up, goes home, hooks it up, and what appears, not a normal 
TV, smart TV home screen, but an Arby's menu. <laughs> and in a, in a twist of fate, he, he has found an Arby's menu instead of a TV. And then he posts it with that caption, essentially, uh, to, uh, to the Jack Johnson song. Uh, I forget what it's called. What is it? Uh, I forget what it's called, too. But I, now it's ingrained in my brain forever. Yes. I'm going to turn the whole thing upside um, down. down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know the words. Either. You guys know what we're talking about. The melody. I, That's the melody. <laughs> exactly. And I promise I'll never sing on this podcast again. um that was essentially what happened there um but what this really became a viral moment in a big way uh people thought it was super funny um you know it's just him staring kind of uh, blankly at the screen and there's a arby's menu posted on it um but really where this is and uh the the original video itself uh i believe got uh, over 15 million views um, for one thing, so that's that's 15. a great amount. 15.9 is what it's at right now, Cole. Oh, 15.9, almost 16 million views as of right now. But as we all know, um, the real uh, the real traction here comes from the shares and how people decide to riff on it. So um, just as the ocean spray. A TikTok video led to tons of other people, uh, you know, singing the same song, uh, either they're longboarding or drinking ocean spray, doing whatever. Um, they made their own TikToks of it. People have done the same with this TikTok. So there are a ton of funny videos of people um, posting and, you know, they'll say, oh, I just bought this new game, really excited to play it, open it up. Boom, it's Arby's, and you got Jack Johnson in the back. With Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Also, the name of the song is Upside Down. Upside Down. There we go. <laughs> oh, I should have known. That was, a, that was a big song. Big song back in the day. But, uh, Zach, so how do you feel about this viral moment for Arby's? Do you think that um, this is, this is going to be good for them? Do you think uh, that they hit the right beats here? Um, they've, they've continued to riff on it with um with uh h1t1 and they've also responded uh trying to get their tv back yes Mm -hmm. um i love it i think you 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 said something that's that's important to note here before i get into what i think about this but you had mentioned that arby's is everyone's favorite brand to ship post (laughs) which it which it kind of is in a way and that makes it all the better that arby's decided to get in on this conversation you know what i mean like that's Mm -hmm. last week we talked about the risks for ocean spray engaging and Mm -hmm. there were obvious risks for arby's engaging albeit a little bit different in this scenario but they are a brand that people typically make fun of and very easily they could have put themselves into this conversation and just got wrecked mm-hmm. by <laughs> by TikTok <laughs> and by just, you know, the greater media landscape in general <laughs> by the zeitgeist. Um, as Cole likes to say, you always use that word. I love it. Um, but they didn't like they, they started offering him stuff. I, I they, at first, at first they were like, we've been, they commented like, we've been looking for this with like the eyes to the side emoji and h1t1 was like lol they think they're gonna get it back or something like that and since then it's only escalated they started offering they're like what if we give you a mystery box for it um and so there's almost like it's 
there's this thing that's happening where this story is continuing because um, the user is engaging with Arby's and that is escalating. And while that's happening, the TikTok itself is also going viral. And all of these spinoffs, like you had mentioned, Cole, are, mm-hmm. are being created. Um, I know, like we said, Trent's not here today, but he had sent us one of um, in the game. Someone sold him Minecraft for like three dollars, kind of like he said. Someone sold me this TV for twenty five bucks, yeah. and he like opens the Minecraft game and falls down this mine shaft that they had built into it. And at the bottom of it, there's a TV remote with a TV. And when he turns on the TV, it's the Arby's menu, and immediately the Jack Johnson song comes on (laughs) and there are plenty of those that's not the only one that's just one example Mm -hmm. um but i love this again it's just so smart to actually i'm gonna i'm gonna back i'm gonna go to a a higher level i think oh my gosh not a much higher level but instead of just focusing on arby's i just think in general on social media the the real value of social media to me or one of the real values with the highest potential is not being proactive about content but also being not just being proactive about content but also being reactive and seizing on these opportunities because there's no other platform where you really have that ability right in front of you to be able to engage with your audience engage with consumers in a matter of seconds you know what i mean who knows if this happened in a matter of seconds but it's it's in real time like you can you can respond to their videos they can respond to you you can have conversations with actual consumers and typically those sorts of moments that happen organically and naturally are the ones that end up giving you these uh, like supersonic boosts into the stratosphere, you know? Um, and I love that you can do that on social. And I think it needs to be done so much more and brands need to recognize that it's a platform that you don't, being proactive is great and, and posting your own content, creating your own content is awesome. But being reactive to what's happening in the environment and what people are saying about your brand is equally, if not more beneficial and more powerful to you as a brand. And Arby's obviously recognize that fast food brands in general have been pretty good on social. You know, we got like, I mean, for instance, last year with the chicken sandwich wars. Oh yeah. um, That's that same sort of, you know what I mean? And and Wendy's kind of started that whole uh, trend of fast food brands, just having these zany personalities on Twitter and on, like now TikTok and, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, and they kind of opened the door for all of these other sort of fast food brands to follow suit. But that sort of interaction, that fan interaction, that brand interaction is so special. And that's exactly what Arby's is doing here. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's so awesome. And I think that, yeah, you make some really great points there in the sense that, you know, through, you know, social media in general, it just flattens you know the mm-hmm. it, or it shortens the distance you know it shortens the distance between you and the brand and it allows a conversation to occur you know it's not one-sided a brand shouting at you through a tv screen it's you having a conversation with a brand joking with a brand it's you know doing all of those sorts of things and i think that you're totally right in the sense that you know fast food has really been one of the ones to to take advantage of it because they don't have to take themselves so seriously. Yes. They and sell like fatty burgers. And exactly. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, and curly exactly. fries. It's a joke already, you know? And I mean, as we said from the beginning, Arby's is already kind of a little bit of a joke in some ways within, mm-hmm. within some circles as well. That was a very polite way to say Arby's is a joke. Yeah. It's not, the brand is not a joke. We, you know, again, 
we love our Arby's home of the original curly fry as far as we're concerned <laughs> but but at the same time you know they they have a reputation as well um but i think too one of the cool things that um allows i think tiktok too to take this to the next level is because the content is so uh like rep replicatable like you're able to replicate the format so easy yeah that you know again we have okay so the one you know essential meme of this whole thing is you know someone turning on a screen or showing up somewhere and it's an arby's menu instead and it has the jack johnson song you know and then you can spin that off into you know ten thousand different jokes each or you know ten thousand different people are going to make their own video of it you know even if each of those videos only gets you know a hundred views or you know a thousand views it's, you know, it's going to add up. And I think that that's what really makes TikTok so unique in the sense that things can go viral so easily because people can mimic other formats so quickly and easily. And so like the concept, it just keeps going, you know, I, I don't know. At least that's my impression. Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. I got a question for you. Yeah. So last year, I already brought it up, but last year, Twitter played a large part in revitalizing Popeyes. Mm, mm -hmm. Is TikTok going to play a large part in revitalizing Arby's this year? Ooh. Because of this. Is I this hate. that same level of, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. that, that started with, with a, a post on Twitter that then just escalated into a ridiculous couple months for the brand. And I mean, they've, mm -hmm. they've enjoyed the successes of that or the uh, rewards of that since um theirs was obviously started with a product so it's a little bit different and that product is driving sales yeah but still for a brand that we haven't you wouldn't consider at the top of the fast food food chain mm -hmm. to say you know they've been relative they've been close to the bottom we've already talked about the being a joke does yeah. this give them that boost to build sales and to become maybe a little bit more popular again that's the question man i mean honestly the thing that i think okay so you know you turn on my media brain here and we think okay you know just from like an analytics perspective here there's like you know the thing that you want people to do with brands is engage with them as we were just talking about you know things like likes comments um but the things that really push the needle are shares in the end because a share um introduces a video to a new a group of people so you can share something on your page a million times as a brand and the same people that follow you're going to see it but if one person shares that you're exposing that to an entirely different group of people an entirely different audience the person that whoever shared it you're getting into their network essentially and so because tiktok you're able to share things so fast that's how these trends can continue to grow so quickly and so I feel like Arby's would be able to get traction in a better way even. But to your point earlier, it's like Popeye's released a sandwich. And not only that, a fried, a spicy fried chicken sandwich. <laughs> that like, I mean, again, I love fried chicken, so I'm, I'm like there immediately. But I feel like they still had that product that pushed them even more into the mainstream as well. But at the same time, I feel like Arby's almost has more brand recognition than Popeye's did probably before all that went down, you know? True. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe Arby's just needs to 
come up with a product because it seems like too you think about okay we have mcdonald's doing all these celebrity meals you have you know again popeyes with the sandwich you kind of have to like i think have that like the thing you know Mm -hmm. and people know again arby's is like maybe they just got to do something wild with the curly fries man because i don't know that's the one thing that both of us hit on when we thought of it curly fries that's what we remember the most yeah (laughs) (laughs) so maybe they got to do something there like make some like curly fry nachos or something curly fry sandwich i don't know (laughs) (laughs) they put the fries in the sandwich if they made a if you know if they hyped it up made some crazy spot released it on tiktok did some viral thing with it you could see something like that going somewhere i don't know Arby's, you can Venmo me. Yeah. And Cole for that. Yeah, exactly. Are you listening, Arby's? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so moving on. We've spent plenty of time talking about Arby's now. So we have one viral trend in the books here. Um, but as millions of people are coming together surrounding Arby's on the internet, Oreo is hiding away in a vault. So Oreo <laughs> has recently traveled to the wild winter wonderland of Norway. Um, and so there, there is a, a building in Norway called the Svaldbard Global Seed Vault. And so this is a vault that holds basically seeds from all sorts of crops around the world. So, you know, they have a million seeds of corn, a million seeds of you know, cucumbers, and they store it there in case there is a giant global catastrophe, we get hit by an asteroid, you know, someone presses the nuke button, whatever, whatever, and we can't grow food. But this vault is supposed to keep those seeds safe in case of global annihilation. And so what's the only other thing that you would need in an apocalypse (laughs) besides seeds, you ask? Oreos. (laughs) Oreo has just down the road from the Svalbard Global Seed Vault has apparently built its own global Oreo vault. And uh, just in case, uh, you know, shit gets real here next week, (laughs) there will be Oreos safe and sound in the frozen tundra. So, Zach, how, how do you feel about this? Um, Oreo is just trying to, you know, check check every box, make sure that, uh, you know, they're keeping us and the Oreos safe. How, how are you feeling about this? Dude, this is just one of those absolutely bonkers and ridiculous things that a brand can do that just, uh, like, uh, for me at least, I can't help but laugh. Like, mm-hmm, honestly. you see this, like, state-of-the-art vault built with the intention of protecting all of humanity um, or not protecting humanity, but protecting seeds in, in order for humanity to regrow millions of crops should annihilation come to the planet and a brand like Oreo looks at that. You know what I mean? Like this Mm -hmm. Mecca of just technology and science and importance in society and Oreo looks at that and they're like, we should make one for our cookies. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's so ridiculous. And not only that, they make one for their cookies right down the road from the real one. Granted, exactly. It is much, much smaller. It is nowhere near as, as large as the uh, the actual seed vault uh-huh. is. It's, it's, a, it's a much tinier vault, but it, it looks just like it. 
um, they built like basically a, a smaller replica of this seed vault and put the recipe and a and a stockpile of Oreos in it. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing is like the <laughs> the actual you know the seed bank itself or the seed vault it looks like a like a secret base you know or something. It's pretty slick looking, you know. It kind of like is like stuck in the in the mountain in the snowy mm -hmm. ice, you know. It's it looks really frozen, kind of like a Kind of like in you know that base in Inception or whatever you guys you know what I'm talking about there where they go in that snowy part. Yes. Yep. That yep. that it's it's like that. Um, and the Oreo one is like that too, except the Oreo one is about the size of an outhouse. I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it looks like it here. The door yeah. is about half of the building. But, oh my god! But it's. It's just ridiculous, you know, another stunt from Oreo. I think that, um, you know, they're pretty good at doing fun little viral pieces and content. Um, I think one of the last times we were talking about them might have been even for a Game of Thrones finale. They did this cool animation and stuff. And, you know, they're always coming out with new flavors, always, uh, you know, staying on the button there. Um, so I think that, you know, I think, I think that this is just another great example of Oreo you know, leveraging that. Um, the only thing that I would say is that I don't know how much traction this really got. Um, we're looking at, I'm, I'm looking at an article, you know, some earned media here on food and wine. Um, but I'm, I don't think I saw this shared really anywhere else. So that would be my only qualm would say, I don't know how much traction this really got. Maybe mm -hmm. they need to do a little bit more t uh, from the PR side. Um, but I think it seems like a really good thing. But um, one thing that we saw that was kind of interesting was at the same time that they're building this Doomsday Vault, Oreo has also released probably one of the cutest ads of the season. Um, it's a carnival ad where a stuffed elephant and a stuffed donkey um, have to work together to help a kitten get milk out of the fridge yeah it's literally as cute as it sounds um but i just think it's interesting um that they're using this one ad to call for unity between <laughs> both of our sides <laughs> between uh uh in the u.s election here and then with the other hand they are prepping a doomsday oreo vault <laughs> so i think maybe someone at oreo is a little bit concerned i don't know but I was gonna say, hey, listen, you gotta cover all your bases. Man. I guess so. I really <laughs> guess so. <laughs> but no. Um, first of all, that I think you're 100 percent right about the traction from the global Oreo vault thing. I only saw this because, believe it or not, right after your comment, someone shared it uh, okay. on LinkedIn that was in my network, and that's how I was able to see it. But mm -hmm. even so, it uh, it didn't. It doesn't seem like it was the, a really big. Thing. and they released like a five minute video with it which is actually pretty funny it's like the guy building the vault and like they're like there's some jokes in it and stuff like that so it's actually like a pretty entertaining five minute piece but it's not really an ad format type piece you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. it's five minutes and 15 seconds and it's like just describing them building this vault with mm -hmm. like the scientists that designed the first one and etc and putting the oreos in it at the end um and then we've got this ad like you said, which is completely adorable. It's very um, adorable. That's calling for unity by using a stuffed donkey and a stuffed elephant to represent the reds and the blues, uh, the Republicans and the Democrats. Um, 
and it's just so adorable. <laughs> like, it really it's is just so adorable and um not that these two are related in any way whatsoever um and i i don't want to i don't want to infer or insinuate that they that they are because they're they're definitely not they're two totally different campaigns you know one is a more mainstream ad campaign about the election the other is just a one-off stunt um, of ridiculous proportion proportions, albeit, but <laughs> but yeah. a one-off stunt. But it's just so funny to to me to just see the stark contrast between these two pieces of content. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> like they they couldn't be more different from each other. You've got the cutest stuffed animals on the planet working together to get some cookies and milk for a. The cat stuff too, right? I believe it was also a stuffed kitten. Uh huh. Yes. Um, like it's on one hand, everything is cute in that. And then on the other hand, you've got Oreo preparing for the literal end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just insane. Like the two, the two, they're on opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to like, look at this adorableness. Which obviously that that makes sense as the the medium to use. Or, or the the way to tell that story using utilizing the stuffed animals is obviously the the election is a very polarizing event, and so as much cuteness as possible is welcomed with open arms from all of us here in the United States. Yeah, um, honestly, but just just thinking about the fact that at the same time while they're doing that, they're also storing their recipe for an asteroid to smash into the planet is absurd to me it's <laughs> that's oreo like exactly right i think it just also goes to show it's just like uh you know big global brands like this will have you know multiple things going on you know at the same time i think and, it, and it's just interesting to see these two things you know happening happening around the same time and you almost wonder maybe uh Maybe the seed bank one was more for Europe, and then this one was more for us. Who knows? But uh, it's—I don't know. Do you think? Do you think that it's tone deaf, though? To to say, you know, there's a lot of people that are upset right now. I mean, again, I don't think that we should be calling for people to be more upset. Obviously, coming together is the best way to solve these problems. But at the same time, do you think that there's a risk for a brand um, that calls for? you know calls that out directly sorry calls what out directly uh just partisanship you know essentially Um, just you know again they're they're trying to up something that a lot of people would say oh this is a very serious election you know tensions have been fairly high but then they kind Mm -hmm. of go very um you know ultra yeah i feel like i i I don't know i don't know if i want to call it tone deaf but i don't know what how how helpful it's going to be you know what i mean it's almost like just like a it's one of those like here's a a weak attempt a very cute attempt but just it's 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 a weak attempt at it's calling for unity in one of the most divided elections if not the most divided election in our history Uh you know yeah um certainly you and i's history yeah (laughs) at least you and i's history exactly so like is oreo like it's almost like that sort of like brand savior complex you know like this one's different because it's not saying Oreo solves the problem. Uh-huh. It's just asking for us to all get together. It's not like the Pepsi ad where Pepsi was the solution to protest. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah. Kendall or Kylie, I forget which Jenner sister it was, is the deliverer of peace. Uh, um, we're not on that level of stupidity here. 
Sorry, Pepsi. Um, <laughs> I, I like it, that uh, term you used there, uh, Zach. Here, uh, brand savior complex. <laughs> I think that's a, I think that's a term we need to use a little bit more often. <laughs> that's pretty much what it was, but like a little bit. This this didn't strike me as that just because one, it was the stuffed animals, and two, it was just like, hey, let's all get along. But like, yeah. with that being said, it's still it's still it's not going to do much to actually make that happen. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. not actually like, it's just a, it's just a nice feeling to get for 30 seconds where you're watching cute stuffed animals work together to get milk and cookies off the shelf. Exactly. And that's about as far as it's going to go. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, that sums it up pretty well. I'd say. <laughs> we've, we've, we've gotten all the angles here. I think. <laughs> But yeah, good good on you, Oreo. Again, keep doing fun stunts. Um, brands need to keep doing fun stunts, and also, but also keeping the cuteness in mind. You know, who's not gonna want to watch that? Please, more cuteness. More cuteness. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and uh, for our final uh, spot of the day, um, so getting a little bit ahead of our current uh, time of the year, Halloween, and skipping ahead to the next holiday, actually. Um, Our first holiday ad um, that we're seeing has just come out. Um, And these ones, I must say, they really, uh, I I really enjoyed them. Um, So these uh, are some 30 second spots that have just come out from Etsy, um, done by 72 and Sunny. uh, and so they are, honestly, I think some of the best ads that I've seen so far. So basically, um, there's three 30-second spots, and all of them are around kind of um, the holidays, gift-giving, um, and how gift-giving can help us feel closer together, and how, especially during uh, you know the pandemic, during uh, everything that's going on right now, Um, how we can still find ways to get closer together. And I think that it speaks in a lot of ways um, to how people have been feeling, at least I think to how I've been feeling uh, for sure. And um, so there's basically three kind of riffs on this concept. Um, The first one is surrounding an older couple, um, focusing specifically on, you know, a grandma, essentially. Um, So they're obviously uh, pretty sad because they can't go see their family. They're trying to stay inside and safe um, and not expose themselves to their, uh, you know, their children and grandchildren. And so they get a FaceTime in the morning. She's all sad. And it's the grandkid. And he has sent her a personally designed Etsy uh, doll. It's uh, the kid has drawn it himself. And then on Etsy, they've turned it into a stuffed animal. Um, So the grandma sees it tears up it's heartfelt oh my gosh heart heart throbs there um then we also have a um basically it's a uh gay couple coming home for the holidays um and it's kind of interesting um they're uh african-american male couple they're coming home uh to basically meet the family um, and I think one of the best things about it is it um, it's kind of more from the perspective of the boyfriend in that sense. And you can feel kind of the nervousness. He feels like, you know, he he wants to be a part of this, but he's also a little bit nervous. Um, you know, it's a more non-traditional relationship. Not sure how, you know, the family is going to take that, but they accept him with open arms and they give him and uh, his boyfriend a nicely crocheted little uh, 
you know, heartfelt ornament to go on the tree. And then finally, the last one um, is surrounding a girl named Shiori. Um, and she basically is going through a bunch of different situations. People are having trouble um, getting her name uh, through all these different points. Um, you know, she's doing Zoom school. She's, you know, at the store picking some stuff up. You know, people are getting her name wrong all the time. But then her mom gets her a necklace that has her name written out in it. Um, and then all of these things, all of these gifts come from Etsy. And again, all making us feel happy and closer together. Um, nice handcrafted gifts. Okay, so <laughs> it's been a long time talking about it, but it's because these ads, honestly, they're each 30 seconds, so they're fairly simple, but the directing style, I think, the craft uh, involved, I think you really feel the emotion in these. And they're, they're a bit more subtle, so you, know, you, you always wonder, is that really going to catch people's attention? But um, I really do feel like these are really um, well done pieces here and gorgeous. I, I Some of the best ads I think I've seen so far this year, but uh, I'll, I'll quit raving here um, and we'll get the creative's take on uh, <laughs> what he thinks of these Etsy ads. So, I was going to uh, say, you're yeah. going to stop being a fangirl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll stop. I'll stop. I don't know. I haven't, I feel like I haven't seen since the pandemic because everything has just been so surrounding either, you know, we got to overcome this, we got to do this and that, or just trying to take our minds off things. I feel like it's been a long time since I've really seen an ad that's like, given me chills mm. since Nike put out their, you know, we're, we're coming back, whatever. ad. So yep. anyway, what, let's hear it. So there are, there are two things that really come to mind when I'm looking at these, Cole, and I, I agree with you on so many levels. These are really really touching like all three of them are really really touching pieces they're telling three unique stories um and you started to talk about craft and and just sort of the storytelling choices that they made in these ads that make them so special and there's two things that really stand out to me in that regard that i wanted to touch on um the first is you, and you kind of you are you actually kind of already touched on both of them, so I'm just going to reiterate it in a, in a in a thing that makes sense to me and how I'm analyzing it. No, um, thinking of how these were created and how they captured this level of authenticity in in these ads. But mm -hmm. the first one is is back to um, two direct. There, there's two director choices, but the first one is um, that subtlety that you had mentioned. Mm -hmm. The moments that they're that they're sharing here are so authentic. Um, the ads, like you said, are really subtle. It relies mostly on um, facial facial expressions. You know, there's not a lot of dialogue yeah. in either of these spots. There's there's stuff happening in the background, but the stories are really being told subtly through the facial expressions of the the character that we're following, which ties perfectly into the second thing that I wanted to talk about on these mm. ads, which is also something that you subtly mentioned when you were when you were talking about the the spot with the boyfriends is that in all three of them, what works so well for me is that they, they choose a subject. You know, each one of these moments has a lot of other people in it or a lot of moving parts. We've got a family, the grandparents with the kid, you know, we've got the boyfriends meeting the family. Um, and we've got this girl going through a bunch of different iterations or a bunch of different moments in which her name is being pronounced wrong. But throughout all of that the camera is always focused on one person 
Yeah. And I think that's what really made these resonate so well with me and really gives you, like you said, those chills and, and creates that heartfelt connection is we're watching the grandma and we're seeing her, uh, we're seeing her sadness. We're seeing her, you know, we're really feeling how she's feeling about the fact that she cannot go see her grandchildren yeah, and, and when she opens that macro. gift and, and yeah. it cuts back to her face yeah the and you just like that, see yeah. the joy that she has uh from receiving this gift it's it's really touching same goes for um the boyfriend spot like you had said that one i think it's the most evident to see the style come forward but it's he's he's very visibly nervous and uncomfortable throughout the majority of this 30 second spot Things are happening around him. It's it's a very joyful environment. It's never as if they're being unwelcoming to him, but you can tell that he feels uncomfortable and he is not entirely sure if he feels welcomed until he's given this gift at the end. And you see that facial expression change. You see what that gift did for him and how it made him feel. And you immediately get that sort of connection. Same goes for the final spot with Shiori as well. Um, you can see her continuously being let down by people throughout the entire spot um, who are unable to pronounce her name. She can't find her name on any products, etc. Um, it's just wearing down on her. And it's obvious that this is something that's been affecting her for a long time. And so that moment just becomes so special at the end when her mom gifts her that personalized name necklace from Etsy. Uh, and you see how special that gift is to her. Uh -huh. And so from just a craft standpoint, the the subtlety and the authenticity of these moments sets up just a really nice space in which these stories can be told and a style in which these stories can be told that really draws you in mm -hmm. and helps you feel something. And then the focus on those main characters um, in, in, in really capturing their emotions so well is what to me just hammers that home. You know, that's what makes these so poignant and, and makes the reaction that you get at the end so poignant. And all of that does a great job in setting up Etsy yeah. because it's, it's positioning Etsy as the place where you can get these very personal gifts. You know, everyone wants their new iPhone or their new Xbox or PlayStation, but no one can do what Etsy can do in terms of gift giving. Yeah. And they tell that in this story so well through the emotion of these people. Um, those less personalized gifts are never going to have the same impact on someone as the personalized gifts that you can find on Etsy. Uh -huh. And that sort of way that they've told this story and way they've built these really hammers that point home. And I think that's what makes it so special. Uh -huh. Totally. That was a lot, but Yo, that's my take. That was good. Hey, it was a hell of a take, Zach. No, I, I love the way that you walked us through that. Um, you said it much more eloquently than I than I could. So that was that was wonderful, honestly. But, um, but I think that that's the big thing here is really that emotional piece um, that they really capture. And I mean, I guess that's you know at the heart of any great holiday ad. Um, you know, at the same time. Um, so I, I don't know, but I'd also be curious too on the other side of the coin. So we spent our time ranting and raving about it now. Um, so what's bad about it? Do you not like any pieces of it? I don't know if I dis... It's hard. Yeah, that's a hard thing to say, I guess. Yeah, if, I, if, I don't, don't want to say I dislike them. I, I will say, and this is... The, they're, 
they did go down a very subtle route. And I think in some of them, it's easier to understand what's happening than in others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I don't think that's necessarily an issue if you're really paying attention. Mm-hmm. I would only say the one thing is if you're not paying close attention to these, you're not going to necessarily catch that nuance, you know, that mm-hmm. and that nuance is what makes them great. Mm-hmm. That nuance is what I just spent three minutes talking to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And if you're thinking, I mean, we talk about this a lot of, a, a lot around super bowl ads which the super bowl is a very different environment and it's and they know that like this is going to resonate better in the holiday time but when you think of something like if this pops on and there's multiple people in the room or you're talking or whatever like it's it's one of those instances where something like this has a higher probability of getting overlooked or getting misunderstood because it's not as easy to follow because it's not so in your face Definitely. So the same thing that makes it absolutely incredible is also the one thing in my head that could potentially deter it, depending on how it's being consumed and where it's being consumed. Mm-hmm. And that would be probably the only thing that I would point out. Yeah. No, I definitely, I'm definitely with you there. This seems like a spot that might not, maybe, you know, Monday Night Football might not be the best. Yeah, and it's not going to be, I guess I can't say it won't be, but my yeah. thinking is it's not going to be on Monday Night Football, so that's not going to be an issue. But it, it, yeah. they, I'm sure they're aware of that. We're seeing this for the first time through this article. We're breaking it down and analyzing it, so we're not seeing it in environment where it's actually going to be, and that does play a crucial role in any advertisement, mm-hmm. uh, including this one. And so depending on where that is, this story, this these incredibly poignant and powerful stories um, – could potentially get a little bit less powerful depending on how they're being consumed or where they're being consumed. But that is, it's, I'm really digging, <laughs> I guess it's to say, like I'm really digging for something to point out that I didn't like about it. Cause I really enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I I'm, I'm with you there. And uh, yeah, when I originally found these ads, I, I had, I had texted Zach and Trent. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! Finally, the hol- like the holidays have arrived. Like this is this is it." <laughs> but uh, I, I think it really is fun to see these, um, and I think you know they're they're uh, as you said, they're of the moment, you know, Zach. And uh, I think mm-hmm. that you know Etsy's done a good job of capturing that. Um, and yeah, props to seventy two for putting them together. Again, the direction is just it's it's gorgeous. The way that they're able to capture that emotion. Um, again, even through a very small amount of dialogue, um, mm-hmm. I think is really great. But um, I think that that's probably going to do it for us today. Um, so we discussed some ads. We've had a few laughs, had some fun. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have all enjoyed it. Um, Zach, any any final notes before before we end here today? Any final thoughts? If you are preparing to vote, don't change your mind. Everyone, please go out and vote on Tuesday if you have not already. Uh Make sure to bring your ballot to the uh, polling place if you have not sent it in by mail and give it into the ballot box. And let's all do our part. And that's all I have to say. (laughs) Well, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think voting should definitely be on everybody's mind if you have not already. There is still time. There is still time. Get out there, uh, make your voice heard. Um, you know, and everybody stay safe too. The next week or so, um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty coming up. But you know, if we all just stay strong, trust one another, um, and trust the process. Um, trust the process. Can, yeah, I think that we can hopefully uh, all come out of this uh, and get ready 
to ring in 2021 together. Um, but yeah, as, as always, uh, follow us on social, um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, we're there. Um, we want to see you there too. Feel free to hit us up, ask questions. Um, Trent, Zach, and I are always open to answer advice or any other uh, questions that you guys may have. Um, we love talking to fans and we love hearing from y'all. So uh, feel free and don't be shy. And uh, you know what? Without further further ado, uh, let's let's uh, ring them out, Zach. You want me to do it? I get to do it. Yeah, I never get to do it. <laughs> Have an adtastic yeah. week. See ya.